0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the DNVR Broncos podcast on this wonderful Wednesday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my friend Justin Michael. Justin, I had had too much of buffs with me over just yesterday, so I needed to kick him off and bring you on. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. I'm I'm excited to be back and always, you know, here to rep CSU because our case certainly. Oh, yeah, and Hank now, I guess. So it's it's just buffs all the time on that pod, huh? Yeah, it's
0: buffs all the time. I need the CSU Rams uh, on this pod representing. So I'm pumped to have you on, Justin. And last time we did a show together just about two weeks ago, I had an absolute blast. So I'm pumped to be joined by you again. And Justin Von Miller, boy, he just won't go away. And I don't mean that. In a bad way. But of course, we've had Vaughn around town for over a decade. He's traded. Then, even after he wins a Super Bowl with the Rams. There was a lot of off-season chatter from Vaughn himself going on Instagram and and teasing Broncos fans, saying how much he wants to be back with the Broncos. And then so we talked about it all off-season. And then he goes and signs a massive mega deal with the Buffalo Bills. A six-year, $120 million deal. And I think everyone in Denver's happy for him. A little nervous about what he brings to Buffalo. But then, Justin, just a couple of days ago, we hear from Vaughn again, and he just continues to play to Broncos fans, despite being with an AFC opponent, despite being with a team that could play the Broncos in the playoffs this year. He just is a Denver Bronco for life, and he's not afraid to say
1: it. It's cool. I mean, it's. When you're a fan, this is the type of relationship with the city and organization that you kind of romanticize and and hope that the players have. And it's not always the case. I think we kind of learned that quickly. I will say it, it seems like the Broncos in general, better than most teams, have a strong fraternity of, you know, former players that are prominent members in the organization or they're just around a lot. You know, people like Rod Smith that are just always kind of there and it's cool to see that these legends get treated right and you know that they want to be around I think that speaks a lot to the organization but it is weird you know with him playing for Buffalo and obviously the last couple years Denver hasn't exactly been on the the same playing field as Buffalo they've been a contender Denver just not we'll just say it that way but I don't know it's it's odd as somebody that loves Von Miller always wanted to see him retire as a Bronco it, it warms my heart as somebody that follows this process, it's, it's definitely weird. It, I think, I think you put it all perfectly just about how cool
0: it is that not just John Elway that the Broncos have around the organization, but, but other guys that are showing up Peyton Manning, he has zero connection with the Broncos right now in terms of like uh, an actual connection, but he's always around the building and guys like Rod Smith, Mike Shanahan continuing to show up. So you're hundred percent right. And then this is what every Broncos fan wants: is just Von Miller continuing to gush about how he loves the team, uh, and we're gonna pull up a video clip in a second. But one of the questions that was asked to Von when he was speaking at Von's Vision earlier this week uh, was. Something along the lines of, uh, uh, you know, you, you 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 are now in a good place in Buffalo, but do you ever think what it would be like if you were in Denver? And he says, you know, God works in strange ways. Who knows what the future holds? And so he's still just kind of dangling that out there that not just he's going to retire a Bronco, but maybe there's another chapter where Vaughn is a Bronco. And boy, I mean, like you said, Justin, that, that's what everyone wants to hear because everyone – loves Von Miller. And I don't think anyone blames George Payton for trading him for a second and a third round pick last year. We'll talk about this in the second segment. Maybe some people blame him for not signing him this off season, which is interesting, but with Von leaving, I don't think people were upset at that. So the fact that Von wants to return just wants to be a Bronco is just, is something that everyone wants to hear.
1: It's so cool. I mean, I, I love it. I, I do think that there's a part of Vaughn Miller and, and I'm not saying that he's not being genuine here because, you know, we criticize athletes for not giving honest answers. A lot of athletes could have tap dance around it and, and just been like, you know, Hey, I love Denver, but I'm with Buffalo now. And that's all I'm thinking about Vaughn. You know, he, in, in typical Vaughn fashion, you know, kept Broncos fans, you know, we're, we're he still texts us you up every now and then just making sure that we're, we're still interested And we are, we, we always will be, but I don't know, man. I just, it's so weird to see how this has, has played out. And I wonder how much of it has to do with one Vaughn just wanting Denver to continue loving him, but two, also just understanding the impact of your legacy. And I I think it matters to Vaughn that he's kind of viewed as the best defensive player in, in Broncos history, or at least one of, you know, if you don't view him as number one. He's now gone on and won a Super Bowl with the Rams, could win a third Super Bowl with another team. I think that's all exciting to him, but I think it genuinely matters to him like how Broncos fans view him and have him in this elite status with only a couple of other individuals.
0: A hundred percent. It's a great point. And it's, it's Vaughn's brand. And especially, you know, we know Vaughn is about his brand and there's nothing wrong with that. Russell Wilson is the biggest guy about his brand and that's totally okay. But Vaughn is doing a great job preserving his brand in Denver because just about a year ago with the legal issues that were going on uh, and he wasn't willing to take a pay cut. He had a really dicey radio interview, which made him look bad in my perspective. And a lot of people's perspective, it was, it wasn't the best. And now I think people have completely forgot about all that other stuff and are just looking at Vaughn as, as, as who they really wanted him to be. And the fact that he does this uh, and and is still tickling Broncos fans, uh, I think is really smart brand purpose and actually let's let's get to the clip uh of him talking about all of this if we can pull that up kale and this was courtesy of brand our friend Brandon Cristal. uh he was at Vaughn's vision event that Vaughn had in Denver earlier this week uh let, let's let's play a little clip of it you can
2: do with Randy Gregory this year on the edge oh, to be great man I, I've been a, a huge fan of Randy Gregory for a long time um like I said I, I know this team like the back of my like the back of my hand you know Russell Wilson and and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Alberto, like, and then we got Billy Turner and Gary Bowles. We got Javon Williams in the backfield. It's gonna be crazy, man. We got Patrick Sertan. Everybody knows I love Patrick Sertan, and you know he's going into year two and year three. It'd be crazy for him. Um, it's uh, like I said, man. I, you just really can't erase, you know, the brotherhood that we've created here. And I'll still be a, a, a fan of uh, the Denver Broncos. The Bills don't win it, I want the Broncos to win it, and it'll always be like that.
1: Got Josh Allen the Super Bowl contender up there but is it a little bittersweet to now have Russ here in town after you're looking for that
2: I'm a huge fan of Russell Wilson this is even this is when he was still with the Seahawks when we had no idea he would be a Denver Broncos so huge huge fan of Russell Wilson we both worked with Trevor Moir together he had a, a a huge relationship with Trevor Moa before he passed and like I said I'm a huge fan of Russell Wilson and this team is gonna be great it's uh it's bittersweet that I you know that I won't be here to, to be a part of it but I still got orange and blue in my heart, and that'll, that'll say that forever. It
0: works in
3: mysterious
0: ways. Okay, we'll pause it right there, uh, Kale. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, come on. I don't think I could have even teed it up more than that. I mean, he's talking about the Broncos as we in that interview. He's talking about orange and blue in his heart. He's going through the Broncos, saying he knows them like the back of his hand. And that first answer that he gave Justin, we always know that Vaughn is going to talk every team that he's on up so much. He's going to talk up Joe Flacco. He's going to talk up Drew Locke. He's going to talk up Case Keenum. We know that about Vaughn. But, The different thing here is he's never been like this about other teams in his decade with the Broncos. It's not like you're like, hey, what do you think about the Bills uh, when he's with the Broncos? Or what what do you think about another AFC team? And he's never talking them up to that extent and saying that he knows them like the back of his hand and how these guys are going to be so good. Von Miller is a Buffalo Bill right now. I just have to remind myself that after hearing those answers.
1: Yeah, I, the the we is definitely. I mean, it it's natural. I'm sure there were some Bills fans that heard that interview and, you know, probably didn't love it. And honestly, I, I I can't say I blame them. If if there was, you know, a Bronco, if Randy Gregory was still referencing the Dallas Cowboys as we, I think Broncos fans who can, no offense, I am I am one of you can be a, a, a tad bit sensitive at, at times <laughs> you probably wouldn't take it very well. No, I mean, it, it's, it comes out of passion though. You know, it, I'm not saying it in a negative sense. I think no, it's no, yeah. as much as, as Broncos fans love Von Miller for their commitment. You know, they, they take it personally when people don't want to be here or, it, or it seems that way. And, and Von obviously, it seems like he wants to be here doing a great job with his brand, like everything we said. Um, but I don't know. It, it 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 would make me feel a little bit odd as a coaching staff and organization if I'm the Bills. I'm not gonna lie. Like again, I I love that he was also, honest about it all, but from from their side of things, it's it's probably a little bit like, huh? All right, we just gave you a six-year, hundred and twenty million dollar deal. Like the Broncos got Gregory for five years, seventy. So you know, in comparison, like they really paid him. Yeah, a hundred percent. And,
0: and I mean, the, the Broncos, uh, or those are saying we just gave you $51 million of guaranteed money. Why are you doing this? And and the, the great thing about Vaughn is like we've talked about whatever team he's on, he's going to hype them up. He could be, uh, who's the worst team in the league. He could be on the New York jets. And man, you would think Zach Wilson is, is the bee's knees. You would think they're going to win the Super Bowl the way he would talk about him. Uh, but this is a different team. That he is not on right now. And, and so that's just what's so incredible about this. And one of in that interview further on, he said, I'm always open to the Denver Broncos, which just makes me think, Justin, it makes me think, could there be another chapter here? Probably not, after signing a six-year, 120 million dollar deal with the Buffalo Bills, especially at 33 years old. He's got three years pretty much fully guaranteed on that deal, so he's going to be at 36 years old by the time the Bills would be able to, to truly move on from him, and it doesn't make sense for the Bills to trade him to the Broncos. What are the Broncos going to do? Give up a, a future first-round pick, a second and a third in order to get him? No, probably not with being six deep at outside linebacker right now and having their future at outside linebacker, uh, especially with Nick ben- and you have Randy Gregory for at least two years of guaranteed money, and who knows what what the future holds uh, for Bradley Chubb. So the 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 future for the Broncos in Von Miller is is probably something that's not going to happen. But man, this really makes me think: Should George Payton have gone after Von Miller in this past free agency? Because clearly, Von would have been open to it.
1: Yeah, man. I mean I think that we have to trust George Payton and his decision making based on his his track record although it's it's not, you know, his tenure here is not super long. At this point what we have seen, I think he he deserves the benefit of the doubt. He signed Reg- Randy Gregory, a very talented edge rusher to, you know, comparatively a pretty team friendly contract. I I'm not upset that the Broncos didn't sign Von Miller. I, I am a little bit, I guess, surprised that they didn't, you know, reportedly even reach out or or try to sign him. That said, I mean, there's a couple of ways to look at that. George Payton could just have already determined, do you want to know what? I think the best of Von Miller, we've already seen it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he went on and played pretty well for LA, so you know Peyton could be kind of wrong in that aspect we shall see there's also an element of you know maybe maybe Peyton knew what Vaughn's market was and didn't want to disrespect him by lowballing him so he didn't make him an offer because he's like look I'm not I can't even come close to what you're going to want I've already tried to negotiate with you in the past before we moved on from you I don't know I'm I'm not upset I guess is where I I come from it especially given that they signed Randy Gregory for a pretty pretty nice deal in comparison.
0: Well, and and, and let's dive into those deals because I want to play devil's advocate or maybe it's just because I believe the other side and we're going to get into that but first I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook where if you sign up right now you and use the promo code DNVR you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 meaning if you place a bet It doesn't hit, you get another chance to cash in. And that is one of the great perks of DraftKings Sportsbook. Right before the show started, I got a notification on my phone that DraftKings was giving me a 50% profit boost for any MLB bet. That's what they do every single day over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're giving you so many fun boosts to get in the game. man football season Justin we're two weeks away from training camp right now when football season gets cranked up oh my gosh DraftKings is going to be the absolute place to be and speaking of Von Miller over at DraftKings Sportsbook he has the 8th Best odds to be the defensive player of the year. Yes, that's higher than any current Bronco, which may just play into my argument a little bit. But if you want to get in on that, Von Miller at plus 2,800, you can do that over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And, of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details.
1: Love it. Zach, this rugby club composed of crossover athletes ended their first season at five and five. If you haven't heard, they call it the American Raptors. They are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. And what they do is they get athletes from all different backgrounds, whether that's track and field, football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, whatever. They coach them up. They give them all the skills uh, necessary to participate in rugby. They go on and compete. What's really cool, you can go to the games for free. It's over at Infinity Park. I've actually gone a couple of times. If you don't know much about rugby, a great way to get involved is with the DNVR Rugby podcast. It's weekly. My guy Colton hosts it. It's awesome. He goes through like the ins and outs of rugby. There's some one oh one episodes to to really, you know, coach up the newbies. But he also has great interviews. He's been in the the league, you know, been around the game now for for years. It's awesome. He does a great job. Go check it out and go check out the American Raptors. They are awesome.
0: They are awesome, and speaking of awesome, you got to check out us over at thednvr.com. We've got everything. Denver sports, Colorado sports covered. Justin's got us covered on the Rams up in Fort Collins. We've got Buffs covered. We've got the American Raptors covered, and of course, we've got the Avs, Nuggets, Rockies, Broncos. We've got it all, including Rapids over at thednvr.com course you're listening to us either on youtube or one of the places you find uh all your all your uh your your podcasts and we really appreciate all of that and if you're tuning in on youtube right now hit us with a thumbs up we'd really appreciate it subscribe turn on alerts so you know when we're going live especially with training camp coming up you're not going to want to miss one of our post-practice pods and also go to the dnvr.com when you become a member with an annual membership you get a free T-shirt of your choice. So check us out. We got so much good stuff coming down the pipe, and we'd really appreciate it. All right, Justin, back to this conversation. Because the question is, should the Broncos have pursued Von Miller? Likely, instead of Randy Gregory. You bring up some good points. And let me just play devil's advocate here and point something out. I was in favor the past couple of years of the Broncos trading Von Miller because... Von Miller is someone you want when you are Super Bowl or bust. When you are pursuing a Super Bowl, he's just not – that great of an asset now he's a he's a really good asset but i I, and the reason i argue the broncos trading him the past couple years is because justin we were not looking at case keenum joe flacco drew lock trevor simeon paxton lynch any of these guys and staying the broncos are legitimate super bowl contenders and just the value that the broncos could have got for von miller in order to to rebuild something that john elway didn't want to do uh in order to rebuild they could have got so much for him, especially many years ago, could have got a first round pick, maybe could have got multiple first round picks for him if they moved on from him from right after the Super Bowl. But the Broncos didn't. And that then last year, it made sense to trade him because they were not winning the Super Bowl at all last year. However, Von Miller, just look at last year. He goes to the Los Angeles Rams, who are a Super Bowl or bust team, and not only wins a Super Bowl with them, but was a crucial part of winning the Super Bowl with them. Not only did he have um, a great run down the stretch for them in November and December, but then in the playoffs, he absolutely turned it on with having two sacks in the Super Bowl and had, I believe, like four or five combined sacks in the playoffs, that is who Von Miller is, and that is what he brings to a team. And so to me, I say, okay, Von Miller was not good for this team last year. This year now, George Payton, and you're you're going for it all this year, next year, the following year. Yeah,
1: Von Miller's the guy now you want. It's tough to argue with. I he got such a massive deal. You would have to assume that, you know, he took at least somewhat of a hometown discount at, at in this scenario. It's it's possible. I mean, at the moment you have Russell Wilson on a relatively team-friendly contract at 19 million. I mean, for a quarterback of his status, that's not bad. I mean, cap hit of 24 million, but base salary of 19 I think you probably would have had to move on from Bradley Chubb. You probably try and trade him at that point, just because you are, you know, they they re-signed the wide receivers. If you gave Vaughn six years 120 million, it, it limits the flexibility that you have for the rest of the roster pretty significantly. If everyone plays to their potential, though, yeah, you might be out of something as far as the you know, the Broncos being a Super Bowl contender. Obviously you're hoping that Randy Gregory maybe not you know Vaughn in the playoffs but is you know a, a double digit sack guy and hopefully makes an impact in the playoffs
0: yeah you're 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 right on Justin and uh, you're also right on that the Broncos wouldn't have got Vaughn Miller for five years seventy million dollars with only the first two years guaranteed like they got Randy Gregory. They would have to pay up, and one of the well one of the only downsides of Vaughn and he was not taking a discount at all. We know, uh, you know, crop gate during after the the 2015 Super Bowl where Vaughn and John Elway had a very contentious contract negotiation. And then Vaughn became the highest defensive played player, uh, not in NFL history, not just for a little bit, for two full years. He maintained that title showing just how big of a contract he got. And last year he was asked to take a pay cut. And he said, no, he called George Payton's bluff, said, no, I know you're not going to cut me. George Payton did not cut him. Von Miller did not have to take a, a discount at all. And then there was an interesting report last week that came out of Dallas that said the Cowboys, Von Miller's hometown team, offered him the exact same deal that they offered Randy Gregory, five years, $70 million, and Von Miller Said that was way too much of a pay cut for him to have to take in order to go home. And we know Von Miller uh, would have liked to go home and play for the Cowboys at some point in his career, just like he would have liked to come back and play for the Broncos this year. So I think Von probably would have had the same approach if George Payton said, How about five years, 70 million? We'll give this to you instead of Randy Gregory. I think he would have said, You want me to leave 50? million dollars on the table you're out of your mind and I don't blame Von Miller for that I I, I don't I'm not gonna say that a guy should pass up on 50 million dollars however I think the Broncos the way Von Miller has talked this offseason about the Broncos and just it doesn't seem like he's fully bought into the bills yet I think you probably could got him on a little bit of a discount and Instead of what, what what he's averaging $20 million per year with Buffalo, I think he probably could have got him for $18 million. Again, I just don't want to say that Von Miller would take a big discount. So I think to me the question is, would you rather have Randy Gray at five years, $70 million, with only two years being guaranteed, would you rather have Von Miller, let's say five years, 18 million dollars per year so there's a six million dollar difference per year on these two guys and you probably would have had to guarantee vaughn's first entire first three years not just two like gregory
1: are you asking justin the denver broncos season ticket holder or ask you asking justin the potential nfl executive because those are two different answers uh, well, well, let, let, let's let hear them both, Justin, because I think I know which one is which here. All right, if I'm running a team, it's Randy Gregory. Obviously, you're worried about, you know, things going south. He's had some off-the-field issues, but, you know, Vaughn had some stuff off the field early on in his career. I don't think, you know, anybody thinks about any of that stuff, you know, nowadays. You know, Justin, the the... Guy that grew up loving this team and watched Von Miller lead them to Super Bowl Fifty, and firmly believed you know that Von would retire a Bronco, and feels weird every time I see him you know in another team's helmet. I, I I just want him to retire a Bronco. I think he probably will anyways when he signs one of those ceremonial deals where guys you know go back to their original team so that they can technically retire. But just the fact that we're gonna see Von play. Potentially, you know, really impactful, successful years of his career go on to set some sack records with another team as a you know a guy that bleeds orange blue that, oh, that, that that I don't feel so great about that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very it's very fair and justin
0: uh jose brings up a good point in the comment section he says that difference that six million dollar difference is a slot cornerback of difference and to play into your point justin the executive i actually think it's more than that and let's just look at the Bronx themselves the difference in that six million dollars is a kareem jackson and a kwan williams so those are both two starting players on your defensive side. Kwan Williams, a very good slot corner, who's going to have an impact on this team, and then Kareem Jackson. He's he's your starting safety next to next to Justin Simmons. And I think the way Kareem has played these past couple of years, borderline Pro Bowl type of safety. So that's what you're missing out on if you go with Von Miller instead. So when I pose pose it to Justin, the executive, would you rather have Kwan Williams? kareem jackson and randy gregory or would you rather have von miller
1: yeah i mean i it, i already would have already had just gregory than than von but the fact that you add you know a, a competent slot corner and williams who gives you more depth because we'll kind of have to see what happens with that position with some of the younger guys i think you're hopeful but i mean just you get a proven guy and then kareem who's been awesome and has kind of negotiated very differently than Vaughn. Like he's now taken a couple of, di- of, of discounts to stick around a little bit of a different scenario when you factor in positional value creams, older, all of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact that the, the Broncos were able to take the money that they would have needed to, you know, bring back Vaughn and, and bring back three starters. I mean, the math's easy in that scenario. You want to win. You, you want to win with the players that you love, but even as a fan, even as somebody that doesn't want Vaughn to play for somebody else, you've got to recognize that at some point you can't keep everyone, right? Like the, the Avalanche are experiencing it right now. They, they, they're coming off of this phenomenal season. They won the Stanley Cup. You know, now we're going to go see Darcy, you know, finish his career probably on the East Coast. Nazem Kadri's probably not going to be back, which that one kills me, but I get it. You got to sign Nathan McKinnon. Eventually the Broncos are going to have to lock down Russell Wilson to an extension. Eventually you gotta, you gotta play the numbers to an extent.
0: And, and that, that's something the people in the comment section are saying is could you afford Von Miller and Russell Wilson at the same time? And the answer is absolutely. The Broncos still have $12 million in cap space. Now they could do that, but then the back end of your roster or the back end of your starters does take hits. Like we just talked about. Someone points out DJ Jones may not be on the table. I think you probably either get Jay Jones with Von Miller or you, you, you get you don't have, um, or, or you get DJ Jones and Randy Gregory, uh, or, or you don't have guys like Kwan Williams, uh, Kareem Jackson. And so that's where it, that's where getting the stars and getting so many stars on your team and paying them a lot of money really hurts you is then you're going to have a lot of question marks. One of the things that we talk about this team heading into training camp, Justin is there's maybe one or two spots of the starting 22 that you have questions about defensive line, uh, your third defensive line spot, maybe one spot on your offensive line. Outside of that, you feel great about every other position in terms of the starters, maybe not the depth, but the starters, you add Von Miller to this okay, then maybe you're having a question about slot corner. Maybe you're having a question about safety, uh, and, and maybe you're having a, another question about defensive line. However, saying all of that, well, Justin, to your point, I think George Payton would have absolutely chosen the route that he did and is very satisfied with building a team, not just a superstar team. However, I would have gone the opposite way, and and, and I would have signed Von Miller to this deal. Not just to please the fans, of course, but Von Miller is a guy that you want on your team when it is third down in the playoffs, and he proved that again last year. And now winning two Super Bowls, being absolutely dominant in those playoff runs, he proves it, that he is a guy that you need regardless of anything else when the playoffs come and when football uh is being played in the playoffs because he just he performs and he's proved it now multiple times and with George Payton putting such an emphasis on outside linebacker and pass rush that's why I'm not surprised. I guess I'm a little surprised that he didn't even reach out to Vaughn. Uh, and, and that is something that happened. The Broncos did not offer Vaughn Miller a contract this offseason because they wanted to go a different route. And I agree with George when the Broncos aren't S- Super Bowl contenders that you don't really need Vaughn because it's just going to be a waste of $18, $20, 22000000 million per year. But if you are a Super Bowl contender, he's the guy that you need.
1: Are we 100% sure that George Payton views this year? I think it's a matter of how you view Denver's competitive window, right? If you want to win a Super Bowl this year, I think your argument is valid. I mean, you'd be banking on everybody playing to their potential, staying healthy, the offensive line, you know, being better than it's been, the running backs, all that stuff. But if you think Russell Wilson has a decade, like, you know, a, a Tom Brady-like career, and you think that this window's really only just getting started, you know, if you do sign Vaughn, it, it it greatly handicaps your roster-building capabilities down the line. If you really think that you're a team that can be competitive for a long time, and I know people don't love thinking this way because I've I think a lot of Nuggets fans have viewed viewed it through this lens for a while. And then eventually you're just like, all right, well, when is the year that we are going to be competitive going to come around? I just want to throw out that with how long that quarterbacks play with, you know, the, the young talent that you have defensively, you have your receivers locked down. You've got your franchise running back. This team could be pretty good for quite some time. And with how good the AFC West is going to be, you've got a first year coach I I think that it's probably kind of realistic to think that Peyton, a guy who has pretty good job security, views their window to be, you know, longer than just the next year or two.
0: Mm, It's a really, it's a really good point. And when we talk about Von Miller's window, we're talking about probably those three years of guaranteed money because he's already 33 and a half. He'll be 36, nearly 37 by the time uh, those three years run up that, He's probably done in terms of like a, a, a big time pass rusher That's going to have an impact. Randy Gregory, on the other hand, 29 years old, Justin. So he's got four years on Von Miller. And uh, I think that's a really good point is that if George Payton is viewing this in terms of the next contract for these guys, okay, then of course it's Randy Gregory. If George Payton's viewing this as the back end of these contracts for these guys, well, it's Probably Randy Gregory, even though there's a a lot more of a gamble with Randy Gregory than Von Miller. Four to five years from now, if that's when George Payton truly views this window for this team, which makes sense, Russell Wilson will be 38. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks in their late 30s recently, including Peyton Manning, win a Super Bowl. If that's kind of how he's viewing it, okay, then Randy Gregory makes a ton of sense. And I think it's a really excellent point. And if he thinks, however, this window is the next one to three years, I would have gone with Von Miller, but you look around the AFC West, you look around the AFC right now, and it looks pretty tough to win a Super Bowl in these next one to three years. And Justin, something that I believe is the Broncos are not in a Super Bowl or bust window this year. I think that starts next year. So, me personally, I do believe that the Broncos are in a Super Bowl window in these next three years when Von Miller is going to be uh, the better option than Randy Gregory. And that's why I would have gone that route. But Justin, if that's what George Payton thought of, maybe it's the next four or five years, then you're spot on. And, and I think Randy Gregory is probably worth that risk, especially because if you get to those four or five years and Randy Gregory has been injured and he's not playing and he still hasn't produced a double-digit sack season, you move on from him and it costs you $0 for doing that. And then you can go spend that money, those, that $20 million that you were going to spend on Vaughn, you can spend it on someone who, who's younger and who's, who's, who's a better fit right now.
1: I do want to clarify. I'm not even necessarily saying that Peyton doesn't think that the Broncos can be, you know, competitive or you know, contend for a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. I just think it's a matter of when you feel like this window is going to close definitively. And if you, you know, you kind of view it as these next couple of years, it's Super Bowl or bust. And I do think it's probably fair to say after next year that you know, moving forward for the fans, at least, I mean, it's it's been a long five, six years, so they're gonna they're gonna have high expectations and the organization's going to have to match them. I, I just think that you, when you look at this team and you look at the young talent that you have on both sides of the football and you look at how competitive the rest of the AFC is and you you understand that there's going to be growing pains, you know, you you, you got to give it some time. And, you know, I, I think they will. I don't think there's going to be any panic when you see the, the hires that they've made. It, it seems like they're in a pretty stable spot. But I think GMs just like to have flexibility, you know and when you sign a guy like von miller to a 6-year deal 120 million and you're committing to a guy who would you know be in his late 30s as an edge rusher and is primarily dependent on being agile and and quick which he still has but when it goes it, it tends to go quick and i think if you're a gm you're just banking on while well, i would love to have von miller and i would love to have this you know guaranteed stud these next couple of years I can build a, a pretty stacked defense with a lot of young players, and and just keep some options open if we need to, you know, sign some different guys down the line.
0: And speaking of keeping options open, that's exactly what he's done at outside linebacker. Because we we don't know the the future of Randy Gregory if he's on this team in three years. We don't know if Bradley Chubb is going to be on this team next year but they have so many guys that could become big-time options. Baron Browning, he showed a lot of flash and a lot of potential as, a, as an outside linebacker this offseason. Nick Benito, their first pick in this year's draft, is a super-talented pass rusher. He still needs to work on other parts of his game, but in terms of pass rusher, he's a, he's extremely talented. And then you also have guys, Malik Reed. he's been the Broncos' sack leader uh, in, in the past couple of years. You have Jonathan Cooper as well, so the Broncos have tons of options at outside linebacker and those options uh, is something that George Payton wants on the entire roster instead of just stacking one position. So uh, Justin, I think, I think you make a really good and, and a fair point. I think we'll just agree to disagree on this, but, but that's good. I mean, because in, in the end, I don't think it's the biggest deal, but I do think it's really interesting just the way Von Miller has talked about the Broncos. So I love that we were able to talk about this. And something i got to tell you guys about is our friends over at the Colorado Golf Association – They're having an awesome raffle going on for all our golf fans out there. It's their Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Prizes include stay-and-play packages at Wailea Beach Golf Course in Maui, Whistling Straits, a Naples Golf Tour, and the Palm Beach Golf Tour, as well as a $5,000 gift card to Bandon Dunes. Anyone who enters before July 14th, that's tomorrow, will be eligible to win the early bird prize of a VIP experience at the 2020 two BMW championships where the winner will get an inside the ropes experience and walk with the players in the event. Such a cool thing. And all the proceeds go to two really cool organizations. So if you want to get in, head to coloradogolf.org to get your tickets today. That's coloradogolf.org.
1: Man, somebody's going to get to live the high life. You might not be able to win that luxurious prize package. But you can live your best life, too, when you're drinking an ice-cold Breck mm-hmm. brew. Breckenridge Brewery, you all know it. If you follow DNVR, we're like this. We go together like peanut butter and jelly. They are the official beer of the DNVR bar. When we open back up, it's going to be flowing. I can't wait. But until then, satisfy your thirst all summer with their just amazing options. I'm Personally, I'm a sour guy, so I love Mountain Beach but they've got hard seltzers. They've got shandies now. Watch your watch your back line in Kugel. They've got hard sodas. I mean, you name it, they've got it. Check out the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest location near you, whether it's a liquor store, grocery store. They're everywhere. I mean, they're, they're advertised prominently in every Denver stadium. Their logo, it's cool. I got a ton of Breck clothes. If you can't tell I, I drink the Breck Kool-Aid. I'm all in. And by Kool-Aid I mean summer pill shandy, which is absolutely delicious. So go check it out. And I'm gonna stop rambling and I hope it gets to five PM pretty soon because I could uh I could use an ice cold Breckenridge brew right about now.
0: Oh man, I can't. We just gotta kick our
1: weekend off on
0: uh, Wednesday at noon, right now, Justin. It's a
1: state of mind, <laughs> <But> be- baby.
0: <laughs> exactly. But before we do, let's talk to the people and jump into the comment section. First one coming in from Big Hank Stan says, "Underwear football versus gelato? Yeah, pistachio and lemon. What's your favorite gelato flavors, Justin and Zach? Well, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, man." I had uh, last week, I had a melon gelato and I would have never ordered that in my life, but my fiance got it and it was probably the best flavor I had. I'm, I'm a coffee, uh, sort of guy, but, uh, man, she went with the fruit and it was so good.
1: What are you going with Justin? I do love a a good coffee ice cream, but if, if we're talking sorbets specifically, Fruits where it's at, man. I, I grew up going downtown. There's, I'm not sure if it's still there. I should check. There used to be this awesome sorbet spot off of Colfax. It's really close to like Colfax and uh, Lafayette, if I remember correctly. Anyways, I like a uh, good lemon sorbet, nice and tart, nice and sweet. I'm big on, on raspberry as well. But honestly, I'm a sweets guy. You can't go wrong. You, you put a sorbet, you put ice cream in front of me, it's going down.
0: Man, me too. That that's why cotton candy ice cream, bubblegum ice cream, give it to me. I I love
1: it because that's about as sweet as it gets.
0: <laughs> he, he um he says uh, he goes on and says, "Is free safety the least important regular position in the game after nose tackle?" Love big Hank Stan.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I I would say free safety might be more important than tight end depending on how they're used in your offense also i guess i would say if we're saying we really want to get technical like a fullback because you probably don't even have one Uh (laughs) i don't know i i believe firmly in positional value i understand why we reference it i would also argue that when you have a a really poor anything it really doesn't matter it's going to stand out you know whether it's long snapper you know, who, you get a couple of bad snaps, the Broncos Super Bowl. We all remember how that can go.
0: Oh, man. Yes, you know what what I mean? unfortunately just, we do. <laughs> I understand. I understand
1: the question and I think it's a, a fair comment, but uh, I, I'm big on having a, a, a solid free safety that can come up and make an impact in the run game. One like Denver has in Kareem Jackson. Obviously, you don't want to overpay for him, but he's solid.
0: So the positions that I think, when I think of least support, and I do think of safety, I do think of nose tackle. I think of offensive guard, uh, tight end could be the, could be in there. That's probably the second tier for me. Uh, and then I think you also throw inside linebacker in there. Um, and it just, man, it depends on what your team is because I hate to undervalue any position on the offensive line, especially, I mean, if you have a good quarterback, you want to protect him. If you have a bad quarterback, well, you really need to protect him because (laughs) they they can't look bad. Uh, And, and so I'll put guard a little ahead of, of safety here. Uh, I will put nose tackle as the least valuable position because it, especially now in today's game, they just don't see the field as much as, as you would need a position to in order for them to be able. And then, so I kind of have it up against inside linebacker, and free safety. And man, I it, it, the way I think of this is, if I could have one elite player at one of those positions, which one would I want? I think I go inside linebacker. So I'll say that that free safety, yeah, it is the second uh, least important position on the field.
1: You you've convinced me. I'll, I'll I I don't <laughs> think that it's a tough sell for a lot of other positions. Nose tackle is easy because. Even in a scenario where you need one, there are other people on the field that can step up and and kind of offset, you know, what, what you're lacking there. One thing with guys in the secondary is I mean, they're your last line of defense. So, you know, if, if he's poor and he's out of position and it comes down to him, uh oh.
0: And that that's one of the great things about Justin Simmons and, and him being reliable and trustworthy that's the thing, is, is that when you have you,
1: him, he's so solid. Y- yep.
0: And, and you just don't have to time. worry about that. It, you don't have to worry about your last line of defense, not being there because he is going to be there. But I, I really like the question. Next one from coach Tobin says, what's up guys. RK, I've got your back on the hotel auctions. I've seen two here in Texas near San Antonio. I scored a Patrick was signed and framed picture of one for $33. There was also an auction in my gym lobby randomly. Uh, so before we get to his question, Justin, have you seen a hotel lobby auction before?
1: No, but I, I mean, based on context, like I think I can kind of put together what you guys are talking about. just like a a raffle, I assume of various prizes. is it you walk up and you like write the little offer and you bid on it? I think so.
0: I don't know. I've never, I've never seen one. RK uh, says it's a thing, and I guess Coach Tobin is coming to his. RK lives a much
1: more luxurious life than I do. He's always (laughs) going on cool vacations and stuff. So I'm not surprised that RK knows knows. how the high life
0: lives. (laughs) Right, exactly. So Coach Tobin goes on and says, "Shot out of a cannon. Sign one for their career. Cut one and trade one." So sign one, cut one, and trade one, and here are the options. Justin Simmons, Pat Sertan, and Caden Stearns. What are you well, doing, i to cut
1: Stearns.
0: Okay, yep, easy. I agree. So now you I'm get gonna, to I, sign I, one I Caden, Stern, and trade Caden,
3: one. But...
1: Oh, I guess I, uh, I'm going to sign Sertan because Roll Tide, and also because I think he's going to probably be one of the top you know one or two cornerbacks in the NFL for for quite some time it's tough though because I think that there's an argument that Justin Simmons might be the best safety in the NFL right now but I mean if I if I could get a haul for him his his value's never been higher and you know I have the the best corner in the league in that scenario
0: yeah, here, I I just, I, I can't really think of of trading Justin, but I also, I absolutely cannot imagine Pat Sertan not on this team. So it's easy for me. I'm signing Pat Sertan for his career. And, and Justin, you, the reason you're trading him instead of Caden Stearns is you can get so much more value for Justin Simmons than Caden Stearns. We talked about this yesterday on the show. There's not that much value. And we actually talked about just this last question. There's not that much value in a safety, but Justin Simmons is so good. So if you're ever going to get value from a safety, you're going to be able to get it from Justin. So that's what I'm doing there.
1: Next one from Big Hank. I think Big it's Hanks odd Stanley. that while we oh, simultaneously, oh, just real quick, sorry. I, I think it's odd that while we simultaneously view safeties as an invaluable position, we're si- you know, asking them to do more on, on the field than ever before. Just something to consider.
0: I mean, it, it's a great point, and especially when it comes to uh, to the inside linebacker debate, why safety is probably could be more valuable than inside linebacker uh, is just because inside linebacker is seeing the field less and less in the modern day NFL, while safety is literally Justin Simmons is never leaving the field ever.
1: You've got to do it all right. You've got to be able to move down into the slot you got to be able to go deep you've got to be able to you know make an impact in the run and, and help out when the linebackers aren't doing their job it's the more i think about it i i want to i want to push back on safety being in an invaluable <laughs> position i don't agree with it i i know that it's common like football mindset and i i get it and when it comes to paying them you better have a, a really good one a really versatile one you don't want like a A box safety like, you know, Jonathan Abrams, you're not going to give him the money that you would give Justin Simmons because he can't do, you know, an eighth of what Simmons can do. But when you have one that's really rangy, really versatile, it can really change a defense. All right, yeah, let's go to the he, next question, because I, I keep going back, but I like it. <laughs> and,
0: and Big Hank Stan again chimes in and says, uh, Dear Hank, it appears that in my rather brief absence, you found a someone... You fa- or you know what? We're going to save this one. Big Hank Stan, because I, I, I need you to save it when Hank's on. So just just put this back in, because it's, it's a beauty. But I want to make sure Hank's here for that. Next one from Monster Mayhem says, Got a question for you, fellas. What do you believe is the greatest position group in Broncos history? So many great choices to choose from. Ooh, this is a great question. And to me, my my heart just goes to the easy one, the big one. You got John Elway. You got Peyton Manning. And now, and I think what puts this over the edge is you have Russell Wilson. You have three first ballot Hall of Famers, three guys that could potentially, by the end of Russell Wilson's career, we have an argument to be in the top 10 ever that's where i'm going here and uh, and it's the easy one but man it is so unique and so cool just how stacked the broncos are at quarterback in in their history now
1: i mean if if russell lives up to what we think he's going to be it's it's pretty dang impressive the the fact that Denver's been able to do this. Also, a great example that uh, Denver historically just never drafted quarterbacks well. So when uh whenever it's it's done with Russell Wilson, let's just trade for another one. Let's not do this song and dance for five six years. Let's just it, it, we are who we are. You know, we we yeah. we go out we, we see big armed, we find winners, and we trade for them, and that's okay. <laughs> so outside Justin, of quarterback.
0: Oh yeah, go give me an outside a quarterback.
1: I mean receiver maybe you've had a lot of really talented ones over the years corner obviously champ bailey i think it might be linebacker though when you look at mm. you know uh tom jackson you know grad al wilson von miller a lot of lot of guys that should be in the hall of fame not all of them necessarily are and uh, you know some more in, in von miller that will be in the future
0: yeah, I, I think it's spot on. I think I think that's a that's a really good point. Some huge names, especially you mentioned my guy Al Wilson. So I I love it. Denver Rivals says, Hey guys, just like Zach taking some time off, I have two return. Despite the Avs game taking away from our attendees and participants from the D from the Denver Rivals flag football fundraising game, we raised over thirty thousand dollars for the Alzheimer's Association. We are in the nice. early planning process for next year's game, and we would love to have the DNVR fam join us. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, DNVR be our rivals that is awesome that's a ton of money he says my question today is if you could have these broncos safeties in their prime which of these duos would you rather have on your team man a lot of safety talk here they just don't the, 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 the people don't want you to get away from it justin okay the first safety duel is justin Simmons and brian Dawkins, or steve atwater and john lynch he goes on and says how do you think steve atwater would rank among today's safeties Looking at how defenses are structured with payment, safeties are like ba- bass players or, yeah, ba- bass players in a band. They can get more gigs, but they get paid less. Corners are like the guitarists. There's a ton of great ones out there, but only so many spots you can fill. That's all I have for today. Support DNVI Rivals and hope to see y'all next year. Okay, Justin, the question is who's the better safety duo in their prime? Justin Simmons and Brian Dawkins or Steve Atwater and John Lynch?
1: are they in the primes in their respective eras or are they as talented as they were in their prime but you have them together in the modern NFL because like John Lynch obviously was the backbone of those Tampa 2 defenses Atwater could come downhill like I don't know and nobody I've ever seen before I I also don't know if Atwater would have been Quite rangy enough to handle some of the coverage responsibilities that corners do, but I don't want to be disrespectful because I just most of of when I think of Atwater's coming downhill, I'd kind of have to watch him and and coverage more to to see how he would translate. So I guess I'm my gut is to go Simmons and and Dawkins just because I think you have a little bit more versatility while still, you know, having the ability to really lay the wood and, and, you know, get in your opponent's head when I think of the Weapon X stuff and him you know dancing on the field and talking like there are very few players that were as as fun as Dawkins but it it, ah, it just feels wrong cuz John Lynch was one of my favorite childhood guys Atwater's one of the best players in in franchise history but I think the answer is Simmons and Dawkins and
0: you, you make a really good point just about how those two together may be just a little more versatile. You can do just a little more with them. However, I'm taking the two Hall of Famers right now. Maybe Justin becomes a Hall of Famer, and then he and Brian Dawkins are, are two Hall of Famers, but I'm going with Steve Atwater and John Lynch, and you may miss out on a little bit of coverage. I don't, I don't think Steve Atwater was good in coverage, but I think Justin Simmons of these guys may be the best, but why I'm going Atwater and John Lynch is, Oh, my goodness. I mean, to have Brian Dawkins back there, he scared the hell out of you. So did Steve Atwater, and so did John Lynch. But to have two of those guys back there, oh, my gosh. Good luck running the ball. Good luck sending a tight end or or a wide receiver over the middle. They're going to be so scared. So, uh, man, I'm going with that duo. But you're not going wrong with either of those guys. And something I've learned in this pod, and I think it's great, is Justin is a big fan of fellow Justin Simmons
1: he's great I think he's one of the more underappreciated players in the NFL and I think part of it is coming out of Boston College he was a guy that I was really hyped on specifically his tackling abilities it was just having grown up in the champ Bailey era I have an affinity for defensive backs whether it's safeties or corners that wrap up just complete the play you don't I mean the the highlight tackles are awesome when you see somebody get you know, just murked in the open field, like John Lynch used to do. I mean, it gives me goosebumps. I will say a lot of those hits that we used to love would probably be penalties in, in the <laughs> modern game. So it's, you, you got to factor that into the the equation too. But Justin Simmons, man, he just, he makes up for so many deficiencies. And I think once Denver finally has a, a complete defense, and I think they're pretty close to having it. If, if not already having it he's really just going to flourish and I think we're going to see him create even more turnovers because the last couple of years, he's just, I mean, the linebackers have not been good in coverage. He's had to come down a lot and make up for them. We've been slow at linebacker. That's been frustrating, but uh, I just, I I love a guy that can do a little bit of everything and that's Simmons.
0: Yeah. And, and, and he certainly can. And I think it's a great point that he probably hasn't even reached his peak yet because he's had multiple five interception seasons. Justin, I think he's going to flirt with double-digit uh, interception 82. seasons in, in his prime, whether that's this year, next year, the following year. And I think that's when I think the country says, okay, this dude is a is an every-year pro bowler, is an every-year all-pro. And, and so I think that he's he's not viewed, he's not household name yet uh, around the country, and I think he will be at some point.
1: He should be. I mean, if you're if you're a true football nerd and you're watching the league around, you know every single team. I'm sure you know who Justin Simmons is, but I agree he doesn't have that, you know, name brand recognition. Back in the day, you know he, he's not Brian Dawkins or you know Troy Polamalu guys that just everyone revered around around the league. But once we start winning, I think that's got to be a, a big factor in it, right? The Broncos have been largely irrelevant, so the fact that they had this really talented safety that was kind of propping up a defense and keeping it average despite having a lot of deficiencies didn't really matter because the Broncos didn't win and their offense was super boring. And I don't blame anybody that didn't want to watch this team the last couple of years, but uh, everybody that left, they're all going to be coming back. Just, it's just going to be worse seating because the diehards, they stuck around. You know what I mean? They, they kept their position. They waited (laughs) They're right here. Everyone else is in the back. That's all right. They're still welcome (laughs) in, but we know, we know who left. (laughs) Exactly. Broncos only says, RK Hank
0: and Zach, welcome back, Zach. Coincidentally, I was at the Louvre the same day as you. Hey, visiting Paris was just as agonizing as visiting London. Interesting. He says, moving on. I'm actually chiming in about the tunnel. That part of the journey of London and and to and from Paris took 20 minutes. It was not loud, it was beneath the water, but of course, the tunnel is just in total darkness. So there is no sense of being under whatsoever. I hate myself for commenting off topic again off topic again i need to stick to what matters broncos only wow that shocks me that that a train from london to paris is only 20 minutes i find that hard
1: to believe i'm not i i am not smart enough to argue with this person so i'm gonna take their <laughs> word for it. you tell me a story i'm like all right cool what what else happened <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? We're going to hear from London Bronco right now. He says, chiming in to say that the Big Tabowski is spot on about food in London. It's like New York City in terms of quality and types of cuisines available. The only thing I'd say is that Mexican is a bit lacking here compared to the US and Colorado in particular. I'm from here, but but been in London for a long time. We have some decent options here, but I wouldn't put them on the same level as in Colorado. There's definitely some amazing barbecue places popping up, which is a Welcome new trend. Let me know which part of town you'll be staying in and I will give you some list of solid places to try while you're here. It's almost impossible to stay on top of all the delicious places that open up street food or otherwise, but it's a nice problem to have. Justin, would you think of London as being a place with good or bad food? Or when you think of London's food scene, what do you think?
1: It's not a place that I at least have grown up viewing as like one of the I don't know cuisine capitals of the world or whatever, but it it should be added that I'm a a pretty picky eater with very little world experience. You know what I mean? I, I have not been fortunate to travel abroad. I don't know who I got a bribe to, to get included on this, uh, this Broncos London trip, but uh Spano, if you're watching, I'll carry the luggage. I don't care. Just let me come. (laughs) Um, I can't. It's in the college football season, but, um, yeah, I would think that with all of the different people like I would I would imagine that London's kind of a cultural melting pot similar to New York City. You would think that that alone would lead to some some really good food options from a lot of different scenarios. I I I'm not surprised that the Mexican food isn't phenomenal. I can't say I picture pale white folks like myself, you know, dominating that specific area of of food, but that's okay. As long as you've got enough options elsewhere. I personally couldn't live there if they didn't have good Mexican food
0: though. Oh, so, so you're not picky on, uh, or, or or I guess you, you are picky on your Mexican food. You, you know what good Mexican
1: food is. Spent a lot of time, you know, in, in Denver and gone down to Albuquerque quite a bit. And there's, there is just some phenomenal food in this area. It's I don't think it gets the credit it deserves, honestly. I mean, you hear a lot about, like, California, and I'm sure that there, there's just as good options out there. But when it comes to uh, the national conversation, we need more respect on on Denver's Mexican food scene. Put some respect on our name.
0: And (laughs) last one, (laughs) last one coming in from orange blue for life says, Hey guys, sorry. I have haven't commented in a while, but some busy summer, I'm sure there is much more information to come out, but I will also be going to the Nashville game. I like about, I live about 45 minutes away from the stadium. Are you guys going to try and set anything up along with the tailgates where we could all sit up, sit in the stadium together as well. will be fun to bring the noise inside Nissan stadium as well. I would say stay tuned to that. I think we're going to have a, a blast and so many things going on there. So can't wait to see you orange and blue for life. And Justin, I had a blast on this pod. Thank you so much for rolling with me today. Really enjoyed our conversation. Really liked that. We we had saw things differently and the comment section was great. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. We'll be back tomorrow on the DNBR Broncos podcast. Have a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you on the other side.
3: Rolled out the truck and took a country drive Now understand that you need some time I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton